Main Street to Wall Street, global business celebrity and former Fortune 100 C-suite executive Jeffrey Hazlett takes you inside the good, the bad, and the ugly of businesses today. Saddle up. It's time for All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett. Hey, my first guest today was a speaker at our C-Suite Network Conference in New York City last December. Her insights on what businesses needed to do to prepare for 2020 were stellar, but no one could have predicted the magnitude of what was about to come just a few months later. And in this episode, we get into talking about what your message should be right now during this entire crisis or new normal, whatever you want to call it, and then how are advertising agencies coping with it. Shannon Reed is president of Pubis's Media, and welcome to All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett. It's my pleasure. Nice to see you. Good to see you. You got the backdrop of your office there, the whole bit. We're all looking official, yeah. aren't we? I, you know, we're trying. We're trying. <laughs> you know, there's so much I learned when I do these interviews. You're married to a chef. I didn't know that. I knew you had yeah. teenage teenagers, and yeah. I didn't know you liked the bacon. So I, all these little things. Sometimes I bring these things out, and sometimes I don't. And I also see you're the handyman of the house. I love that. <laughs> so you love power tools. What's your favorite power tool? I mean, you can't go wrong with a good classic DeWalt drill, right? Like yeah. it's a multi-purpose tool. Yeah, I can my do so dad much used with to have drill. this drill. My dad, I inherited my dad's drill when he when he died. And it was a ball drill. It was a, oh. and his grandfather owned it before his father owned it, and it was an old metal drill. And I still I have it on the garage. It doesn't work, yeah. but I have it. I have it hanging up in the garage just because, you know, it's my dad's. I'm a firm believer. You always have to have two drills. You have to have a cordless and a corded. The corded has more torque. But you yeah. need the the cordless as well for you know some of those tighter places or places where you just can't quite get the power cord to get there. Well, I just bought uh, a, a battery powered uh, I don't know clippers that go around and, and cut branches because I've got to cut along yeah. the, the the bridge or not bridge and my river and that takes yeah. me day, half a day. Wow. Yeah. I'm, well, anyway, sorry. That's not what yeah. we're here to talk about. But what the heck? It was what fun. It was enjoyable. You know. So who would have predicted 2020 would be such a transformational year? Uh, yeah. for businesses. How were you able to adapt? I mean, you're leading Pumbuses. And so, I mean, that's a big operation into the billions of dollars. So how are you, how are you able to adapt and what it's been like for your business? Sure. So, uh, so the team that I am running on a day-to-day -day basis is uh, about 200 people. Uh, it's a phenomenal team that sits across multiple different channels of media, right? Um, they're young, they're energetic, they're doing digital, they're doing print, they're doing television, they're doing out of home. Uh, when we had to tell them, I think I, I told my portion of the business, uh, March 13th, I think it was, I told them that they didn't need to come back to the office, uh, yeah. the, the next week. And we were going to figure it out from there, but stay home, stay safe. Right. Uh, the official office memo, I think came out, uh, around March 16th or so. And we're in New York. Most of us are in New York. The team right. has started to spread out. Folks went back to Oregon. Folks went to Arizona. They went to their parents' houses because who wants to be cramped up in a 400 square foot apartment in Manhattan? Um, yeah. you know, 600 with a roommate and, uh, it gets to be a little tight and uh, people start to get a little stir crazy. So we tried very quickly to make connections with folks and to make it fun. We started pub quizzes. We started putting tea time on the calendar. Not that there's a meeting at tea time, but tea time gives you the opportunity to decline other meetings so that you get that break in the middle of the yeah. day because things started to stack up. And I know we're not the only ones that saw it back-to-back -back meetings, hour after hour, you don't get that commute time. It sounds silly, but there was always this little bitty amount of commute time between physical meetings. You don't have that anymore. 
And so you were and that missing. Was, by the way, that's good thinking time or good yeah. call the client catch up stuff or last minute yeah. stuff. I, you know, cause you talk about that. That's an, that's an interesting, cause I hadn't thought about it like that. I have never worked harder in my life as I've been working right now. And sure. I'm back to back to back to back to back. Yeah. I mean, there is no break. I'm, I'm even going like, Hey, someone schedule me a bathroom break, please. You know? Yeah. But even that time in the office where you would have, you know, walked out of one meeting room down the hall to the next meeting room, you would have run into, you know, yeah. Kara or Andy in the hallway and said, Hey, by the way, what about blah, 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 blah. And you would have had that two second conversation. That would have been a mental break in your, in yeah. your day. You don't have that right now. So we have to build those in. There's, there's just going to have to be new processes to make that happen. So what's it been like for you on the agency side? Have you had to retool ads? Have you had to retool things for customers? I mean, it was, yeah. you know, it's amazing to watch the transformation on, on air and, you mm -hmm. know, listening, how people are, are doing different things, how they're reacting, right. some with really great stuff, some with, ah, okay, you got a stopgap. <laughs> That's okay. I mean, I look at yeah. it from a marketer perspective. So what yeah. did you have to do? Did you have to do any of that with folks? Yeah. I mean, like as I see it across clients, it's a, it was a fascinating time. The first reaction was look at all of your advertising, the, the best advice we had, look at all of your advertising and make sure that it's not inappropriate in this moment. Yeah. Right. Uh, and it could be something as simple as, you know, a brand logo, a brand slogan that just doesn't play right now. Uh, or it could be, uh, as visual as a, a big party with a bunch of people stacked on top of each other. That looks like a great time. Yeah. yeah. Not right now. Right. Not right yeah. now. People don't want to remember that they're having to cancel their wedding. They're having to cancel their graduation. They're having to cancel that great party that they were planning on going to. So the, the first step was to look at what do you have and pull it back. You saw a huge decrease in media spending clients pulled back. They didn't know what it was going to mean to their supply chain. They didn't know what it was going to mean to consumers getting out and spending at the same time, the consumer spending had this really interesting uptick uh, as people started to just, build up their home supply, especially in consumer healthcare space, right? We wanted our, our Advil and our Tums and our Excedrin and our Sensodyne. You wanted to make sure you had your products at home um, in case you couldn't get to a store or in case the supply chain got disrupted. And so you saw a lot of bulk ordering pretty quickly. That created a spike that now all brands are kind of thinking, well, if I've got this spike, am I going to see a decline because they don't need it? So for the next few months, do I need to amortize that spike out over the next couple of months in order to make sure that I don't, I can still hit my numbers by, by the end of the year. And then the, the second question became, okay, now what messaging do you do? We need to support our healthcare workers. We need to support those on the front lines of making sure that people are safe and healthy. Let's get some messaging out there and do some things that are important. And you saw a lot of brands participate in the, um, in a few like concerts and programs yeah. that I think were really special and did a lot of really nice work and made a lot of donations to the who and a few other organizations. Um, it takes time. You know this. It takes a long time for brands to build yeah. advertising. It is not a, hey, in 24 hours, we've got this new television unit, right? Those, the process of building a television ad can take months to get to market. The fact that some brands <laughs> to, are able to turn it to around. Just to get to approvals. Just to approvals. Just to get to approvals. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So the fact that brands were able to turn around some quick messaging in a week or two, sometimes yeah. three or four, is really impressive, right? And I was actually... I was quite impressed by the the campaigns that came forward from most of the brands. And, yeah. and of course, I'm looking at it from an insider's point of view. I'm seeing the work that went into that. And even the ones that were amazing and, and made you tear up and the ones that you were like, eh, all right, you tried. You know how much effort went into that trying. 
and that they really oh, put themselves absolutely. out there to try and make that. I don't happen. think people know how much work we're talking about. I mean, to watch watch Popeye's Chicken rechange their ad, watch Papa John's rechange their ads, and yeah. not only their ads, their processes. This is in real right. time. Okay. Yeah. And we're talking about in a in a few weeks because folks, these usually take months and months. What we're talking right. about, you know, what what she's saying. Listen to what she's saying about that. Hey, listen, I want to come back and and ask about yeah. the messaging because. Um, I need to take a quick break for my advertisers. So let's go okay. do that and we'll be right, right. back. C-Suite Radio. Hey, we're back and we're live on LinkedIn and Facebook. Thanks so much for joining us in our live cast of All Business with Jeffrey Hislett right here on C-Suite Radio. Now, C-Suite Radio, if you don't know, you need to know, is the world's largest business podcast network with hundreds of shows. And we're adding a new show. It looks like every other day. This is phenomenal. Podcasting is going through the roof and we're so glad to be the world's largest business podcast network. Hey, I'm, I'm talking with Shannon Reed and she is the president of Publicis Media leads a ooh, big, big mega brand of, uh, of of advertising, one of the three big ones, that's for sure. Uh, and when we look at, you know, omni-channel across the board, we were talking a little bit about messaging and we were so, both of us are impressed on what they did, you know, and, and you know, I even saw some brands take a hit, like Ford took a hit because they couldn't change their ads fast enough and people were saying, you're selling cars, you're selling cars, don't be selling right now. And which I thought, hey, that's unfair because in some cases, they said, stop my advertising, but the, you know, TV stations couldn't stop the advertising because one, they got to show something. So they gave people some free ads. I know that was going on without question. Had I been at Kodak, I would have been calling up every you know location and saying, take my ad, take my ad for free or, you know, three for one buy or something like that. So what messaging should we be doing? If you're a business right now, what would you advise? Stay off the air? go on the air, what would the messaging be? Should it be full outright selling? Should it be caring? What, you know, yeah. what would you, what would you recommend? I'll tell you what I would recommend. <laughs> sure. I think the, the moment for caring has been great, but it has been a moment for yeah. caring. And I think caring has its moment and then we need to move on. Being yeah. off air is a terrible, terrible, terrible idea. Look at any business case study about brands during a period of recession and you will see that those brands who advertise in a period of recession actually come out stronger. Those that don't right. advertise in a period of, of, of recession actually end up falling behind at a much larger rate, and it takes them much longer to catch up. So you can't turn it off and then expect to turn it back on. You still have to stay top of mind. You still have to stay engaged with your consumer. If you're not there, somebody else is. And so what is the right message to have in this moment? There are many schools of thought on this. I will give you my personal school of thought on this. I think the opportunity to say, we are here for you. We want to help you uh, and get back to rem reminding customers that we are trying to emerge with a new normal. We are trying to figure out what that next space and place is. How do you make their lives easier? At the end of the day, I've said this for years and you've heard me say it probably 10 times, just the two of us chatting. I firmly believe that advertising when done well is a service to the consumer. So yep. how can you best service the consumer with the message that you put forward today? Without question, I think right now is the time to help and the more your help. And so really what you want to be, and I keep saying this, care, but engage, be real. Mm -hmm. All right. That's Absolutely. the thing. Uh, we're done with hugs. I'm done with hugs. Okay. You, you, yeah, the first week you could hug me or, you know, virtually. And now let's go. I have to run okay. into the fire. I'm a business first responder. That's what I do. That's what most business leaders are. They don't have time to sit around and, and, and whine and complain or, or, or lament. 
Uh, and I'm not trying to be mean to people who are listening or watching right now. Listen, I'm telling you, there are, there are times for that. There are times when I, I sit in the sit in the chair and I'm having a scotch and I'm with my family going, this is bullshit. All right. Get it. Yeah. Total. This is bullshit. Yeah. But uh, at, the, at the same time, buck up, buttercup. I got to get moving. <laughs> all right. So we got to get doing. So let me ask you, how has it changed? That, that, that's great advice. Um for, uh, for every, any business, I don't care. And I love that. Don't be off air. Don't stop. you got to run into this. And by the way, and I want to tell you during every major downturn, the businesses that have really done well have been on air, have been engaged, do run into the fire and are there to help people in there because they're genuine. They're real. And I love that. I think that's key. I'll tell you a quick, can I tell you a quick story? There was, there was an ad years ago in the New York times, uh, it was a full page ad. It was a spirit brand. I can't remember exactly which brand it was. I'll get it back to you. You can post it later. Uh, but it was a fantastic ad. They had actually run out of the, the um, base product to create that spirit and they had no more to sell. So if you have no more to sell, turn off the advertising would be the general thought, right? No, they went exactly the opposite. They put in an ad and they said, we are so sorry. We have no more to sell. We feel terrible. What is on the shelf at your liquor store when they tell you that's all they have left, they're not wrong. We will be back. We think we'll be back by this time. But thank you for continuing to support us and don't forget about us. And they continued to do a little bit of advertising. By the time they came back, they had tripled in size. I'll figure out yeah. who that, that brand was. That would be so good. Now, so it, folks really listening cool. right now, everyone's listening. I'm against these riots. I'm against all these big protests. But let me tell you something. You run out of scotch and you run out of bacon. I'm all for riots. I'm all for, <laughs> I'm all for complaining, bitching, moaning, and yelling, and you will hear it from me. I'm just going to put that out there right now, bacon Noted. and scotch. All right. Now, we, this, now, we're working from home. You're working from home. You're leading this yeah. big group, hundreds of people reporting into you. Okay, now we're getting on the verge. We're thinking about going back. Maybe we don't mm -hmm. go back. You know, I haven't been back to my office in New York for a while. I'm hitting the road. Sure. I'm getting going to LA all next week. And I got to do, I got to close some deals. I'm buying some yeah. businesses. So what do you think is going to be the future? What's going to change for you in the offices? And then I want to talk about what's going to change with agencies and client work. Because I think that changes sure. too. Absolutely, it does. I think there's something interesting. This video chatting that we've all started to get used to, and it's been fun watching people get used to it, right? Like, oh, my mic was off. Oh, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> we used to do conferences where two people were in the room in one location, five people were in another location. They tried to turn on video. It was always a little awkward. The two people in one room together would put themselves on mute and have a little conversation off to the side, and then they'd come back to the conversation. And it always just seemed a little strained and a little strange. Um, the quality that happens now that we're all on video, that we're all individually coming to this same location is really, really important and I think really valuable. So what I love seeing is how it has leveled the, the conversation. I had clients over the years where we would walk into the conference room, the executive conference room with cer certain clients, and you knew the CEO was going to sit in that seat yeah. And then his right and left hand. Yep. And then, and yep. you would pile it out with this level of hierarchy. That hierarchy doesn't exist in this moment, right? Yeah. You can't, yeah. you can't force the CEO to be the center of the screen. It just doesn't happen. So what I'm finding is that it has, it has brought everybody up to a similar level of communication. I think that has to stay. If I had my preference for the future is that we will have meeting spaces for offices where when we decide to get together and do a conference or we decide to get together and have a brainstorm session, we will come together and we will have great spaces to do that. When we just want to have a touch base, 
we can have all six or 10 or 15 of us on screens. And I don't care if you're in the same building or in a different building, everybody shows up from the same place. Everybody yeah. shows up virtually. I think that'll make a huge difference. Um, so I think that's going to change. I think it's going to change the real estate market. I think it's going to change how agencies behave. I think it's going to change how clients behave. I think there'll be less of clients asking us to come to their office. There'll be less of us going asking clients to come to our office. There will be moments where we come together, but I think it'll be less of that day-to-day -day integration. The challenge that creates is we're a people business at the end of the day. We're in the service industry. We need to build those relationships. So how do you make sure that you're continuing to build the relationship with that person on the other end? Yeah. I can't, it, there's fewer cocktails. There's fewer dinners. Well, that's, there's, I, I want to get, I, I think that's a, that's a big question. Let's, let's come right back to that. Let's talk yeah. and let's brainstorm because you're a real smart person. And I, I think we have to think how we solve that piece of it too, because it's a little different. Let's come yeah. right back after this message and, um, and we'll, we'll tackle that. C-Suite Radio. Hey, we're back live casting. I'm loving this live cast every single day. We used to, we, we were doing this show every week. Now we're doing it every single day and doing a couple interviews a day. I'm excited by this and it's changing the way we're thinking and watch for more graphics, watch for more uh, interaction that we're going to do. And as we up the quality and I hit the road next week and we're trying to figure out how to work around uh, with the, with the live feed and do different things. And we're got a backup host just in case the feed doesn't go well. I mean, got all this stuff going on behind the scenes. So it's just great. So thank Thanks for joining us and being right here as part of this broadcast. Did you get to see us put together the podcast interviews live and we're doing it visually? And of course, we're going to turn this into a television show as we move and we move forward. So this is awesome. Uh, and we're right here on All Business with Jeffrey Hazel. I'm talking to the CEO and president of Publicis Media, uh, Shannon Reed. And uh, we're talking about how do you get personal when you're apart? How do you know the, the advertising industry for years is about whining and dining. You know, when I was a CMO, you know, controlling $17 billion of ad spend, right. Yeah. Or marketing spend, trust me, I was invited to a lot of, a lot of, a lot of functions, a lot of things, a lot of people kissing my butt, you know, you know, and that stopped <laughs> after, by the way, that stopped after I left, you know, I didn't have yeah. the money. It kind of slows down pretty quick. You find out who yeah, your friends are. <laughs> but how, how do you think you can keep that personal connection? I mean, how can you win business? You know, yeah. because uh, you're used to these big pitches in right. person. Well, so I'm going to back up one thing just to clarify. I'm not the CEO of Publicis, although I appreciate the promotion. Yeah, yeah, I gave you a little bit of promotion. You should be, you should be. You're overly kind. <laughs> um, no, I think the personal connection is huge. The... I have often said that if you have the relationship with the client and something goes wrong, then they are more likely to forgive you and they're more likely to work with you. If you don't have a great personal relationship with that client and something goes wrong, then you're expendable and they don't right. care whether they keep you or not. So those relationships, we, I keep saying it, we are in a relationship business. Nobody always comes to work wanting to do a bad job, right? We always want to succeed. I don't know any agency that makes a mistake and is flippant about it. Every agency that on occasion has something go wrong and something go totally. awry comes right. in with, with, you know, their heart held out saying, please don't kill me. And how do I make this better for you? So I think building those relationships is really important. You also want to be there as a consultant and, you know, you don't want to be turned into the person who is just doing the data entry of their media campaign. 
we have a lot to offer. We have so much to offer consultatively. We have so much to offer about the rest of the industry, what's happening in other brands, what's happening in other clients. We can help guide businesses because we have that strategic thinking from seeing a much broader scope of, of the world than an individual client will see. That's a lot of the value that we bring. So what's the opportunity to make sure that they still see us as that value? I don't want it to turn into more presentations or more POV decks. Uh, you've got to find a way to have those one-on-one -on -one conversations. So I do think a lot of it's going to get scheduled. I think there's going to be more scheduled one-on-ones of 10, 15, 20 minutes with the CMO, with the CEO, with the managing director so that we can continue to have those, those places. Yeah. I think there was a, a piece of advice that Charlotte Beers gave years ago. Charlotte used to be the, the CEO of Ogilvy, first female CEO of Ogilvy. Oh, yeah. um, she's written a lot of really amazing books, but she, uh, she gave a piece of advice of always bring a gift, right? When you're coming to the kind of meeting and she doesn't mean a physical gift, it's, you know, but what is that piece of research or that study or that thing that lets a them gift. know that, yeah, always that give you're, a gift. you're the more thinking you give. about their business. So spot on. The more you give, the more you get. So always right. give, give a little bit extra and give and give. That's right. And then well, it's not expected. Oh my gosh, they care about me. Oh yeah. my gosh, yeah. they love me. Oh my yeah. gosh, they really want to do more for us. You know, yeah. that's what Some, it's about. Sometimes that gift is a question. I've been thinking about your industry and here's a piece of it I don't understand. I would love to understand the supply chain a bit more. I would love to, it gives them a chance to expand on on what they're thinking. And I'm sure many of your listeners and many of your watchers today are running businesses where if somebody asked them to know more about how their business works, they'd be thrilled to share that information. And now you know you have somebody who, who really cares. Well, I, I usually say caring isn't enough. You have to really give a shit. Yeah. That's, oh yeah. I love that. I love that. <laughs> I love the give part because the more you do give, the more you totally get, the more you yeah. totally get. So what do you think, um, hey, get, what's your prediction for the next quarter? So I think the next quarter is actually going to look uh, fairly good. I am yeah. I am really optimistic about Q3. I think as the country starts to open up and people start to go back, it, people haven't stopped shopping, right? Uh, and I was chatting with one of the girls that I work with who uh, she just bought herself a skirt. And I said, of all things, like a jacket, I see a top, maybe a hair clip, but uh, maybe some makeup, whatever, but like a skirt, like you're not doing full length shots on a video. <laughs> she but, said, but you, I'm just are you hopeful. Yeah, but aren't you? I'm also surprised. I'm like, like, well, I would thought people would have been saving, but I'm watching people redo their houses, redo their bathrooms, redo, redo their. You know, I can't even get over how many chicken coops have been sold. All right, because oh, everybody's yeah. everybody's raising chicken somewhere, or they're growing vegetables. Now you can't do that in New York because you just don't have enough to do that. But you know. I have a little bit in my little Bronxville garden, so don't don't underestimate my my herb garden for my chef out front. It's quite good. Ooh, well, come yeah. on out here. Come on out to South Dakota. We've been practicing social distancing since 1889, so we got a lot of space. You promised me some bacon. Before I lose you, there is one thing that I want to just um, point out when we think about 2020 and 2021, the things that I'm concerned about. I am concerned about the women in our workforce. They are losing their jobs at a disproportionate rate than men are. At the moment, we have made so many gains uh, in equality in the workforce, uh, and we are still miles apart and still have decades literally to go yeah. in order to, to make up the differences. But because they are the, the home, career, home care workers, because they are now teaching their children at home, this period of time has been, I think, a pretty dramatic setback. Um, and I am, I am curious to see how we as a community come together to make sure that we don't lose those gains. And gain and and by the way, not only lose those gains, but let's gain some more gains. So if you got exactly. a choice between a, a a man and a woman, 
I'm going to give it to the woman. If I got a choice between a man, a woman, a poor person of color, by the way, and if you're, uh, if you, in any way, shape or form, I'm not always going to look for those things because that's what we should be doing. You have the opportunity to do it. So take it and do it and make it happen every day, every day. Shannon, it's so good to have you here uh, and be a part of this. Thanks so much. We've been talking. She is the president of Publicis Media, not the Publicis, the entire whole company. Although I'm I'm rooting for you. I'm rooting for you. Okay. All right, I'll do thanks. My best. <laughs> hey, thanks for being with us right here in All Business with Jeffrey Hazen. Can't wait to have you back. My pleasure. Always good to see you, Jeff. At the end of every show, I like to talk about what I learned, but I'm going to be talking about influencers on the second half of the show with Stacey Hankey. So tune in and listen. Do you have what it takes to be an influencer? Are you a real influencer? Let's find out. Or are you one of those false prophets? We'll find out in the next part of this show. But while we're here, I want to talk about what did I learn from Miss Reed? I'll tell you what I learned. And I loved it. And I think it was great. Don't be off air. Okay? Don't be off air. And right now, you got to be engaged. You got to be real. And that's what you want your message to be. And, and then last but not least, don't forget to bring a gift. Every time you go and meet with somebody, bring a gift. Give them a little extra. Tell them it doesn't have to be a real gift, but give them a gift. My second guest is someone I've known for some time. She's energetic, passionate, and someone who sees herself as an influencer because she is. And I'm not talking about someone that tells you what products to buy, but someone who's capable of influencing us to become better leaders in order to reach our full potential. And you got to do that. Monday to Monday. Now, she's going to tell us what Monday to Monday means in this episode. So, Stacy Hankey is the CEO and founder of Stacy Hankey Inc. And welcome to All Business with Jeffrey Hayes. Thanks for trusting me with all your listeners. It's so good to just see you and get a chance to catch up. It is good to see everybody. Everybody's talking about yeah. Zoom fatigue. I'm not fatigued. I get to see everybody. It's but so see, nice. That's, that's Jeffrey Hazlett. Nothing fatigues you, no matter <laughs> what it would be. You're good to go. <laughs> I like the Energizer, buddy. I am. Once you turn that camera on, you go, you put the quarter in, you get to go for the full ride when it comes to me. That's what we're going to do. So I've hey. known you long enough to know that is fact. Exactly. <laughs> so how does one, listen, let's talk about influence because everybody is yeah. talking about, oh, they're an influencer. Or they're a thought leader. And I'm so sick of these false prophets that are out there. Okay. I, I detest them. And we, I, yeah. I'm not going to mention names because I have some class and I don't want to mention names, but, but how does one build influence? I mean, real influence. Yep. I think the very, and I, I'm so in line with what you're saying, because everything that we talk about is you're not as influential as you think you are. And people are yeah. like, wow, that's a really big statement. I'm like, no, think about it. I think what's happening is we've got this feeling that our title, our years of experience, how we feel that all determines the level of influence we have. And I say, no, it doesn't. If you're not, yeah always experiencing yourself through the eyes and ears of your listener, how do you know how influential you are? Because most of us go off of feeling rather than fact. Now, the, the flip side to that is once you figure that out and you really are proud of the reputation that precedes you every day, consistency, and I know this is something that you and I have talked about before, Jeffrey, is the thing that bugs me the most is you can't turn this stuff on and turn it off. No. You and I have uh -uh. known each other long enough that you yeah. know that what you're seeing now is pretty much what you always see. And, and that's where I find people are falling off the cliff, especially now in the virtual world. I've been giving slack to some of my clients saying, you know, when the camera's on, people can see you. And your name is still on it. You still have to treat it as 
something that is valuable and you don't want to waste people's time. So those two pieces, I think what are the biggest gaps where people think they're influential when really I don't think you are. Yeah. Well, you, what a lot of people don't realize, you said that, that the camera's on. I always kind of act like the camera's on. So what, what right. I mean is I, I'm no different behind the cameras. I am in front of the camera. Okay. And maybe, you know, I turn it up a little bit here and there, but I'm talking about the, the soul of who you are, yes. the essence of who you are. If you see me in, you know, in a bar, you see me, I hate to use bars example. If you see me anywhere, <laughs> you'll right. find that I'm pretty much the same, the same way as you see me on, like I'll, you know, uh, if you have a private meeting, I'll say something in a private meeting, just like I'll say something on air. There's no different. I'll say what I'm thinking mm-hmm. and I don't hold back on that. And I think that's what brings people the real credibility, the real influence that they are supposed to have. Yeah. you know, And I'm sure as we're talking about this, your listeners right now, people are coming to mind. How many times have you met someone their behavior on a Monday is different than a Tuesday or it's different than a high stakes conversation versus what we're doing right now. And to me, when you can really be this very consistent through your personal brand, people don't guess who's going to show up every day because when they start guessing, now you start messing with the trust, you start messing with your credibility and your impact. To me, more than ever now, just listening to our clients, one thing that is being talked about a lot is communicating with empathy. And if you just kind of pull back on that, really every interaction begins with empathy because if it doesn't, then trust doesn't have a chance. And without trust, influence doesn't occur. All of that though ties Jeffrey to exactly what you're saying. You you can't turn this stuff on in certain situations and then other times, oh, you don't feel like it. It's been a long week. Your reputation is on everything that you do. And I know you guys talk a lot about that too, with really building that brand you're proud of. Yeah. Well, especially in the C-suite and trusted leaders, you know, we say trust, you use the word empathy. I always think we all give everybody, trust is three things. So trust is, first of all, we give everybody sincerity. If you don't have sincerity or empathy, if you don't have that, (laughs) forget it. All right. That's first thing. So, so that's probably one of the, and then the next thing is reliability and competency. You have to be competent to do what you're saying. All right. To be the, that influencer, if you're going to be an influence, you got to be competent at it. And then you got to be reliable. You got to show up again and again and again and again. And that, I think that's another reason, Jeffrey, it takes work to be influential. You know, if you know a little bit about my background, I always joke about how I grew up on a farm and I hated it because it was so much work and it was hard labor. But now I'm always thanking my mom and dad saying, that's, that's where I get it from, right? That's where I get my values. And one thing my dad would always say to my sisters and I show up on time, be kind to everyone and you'll be in the top 1%. And remember my dad saying that. And I thought as a young girl, 1%. I can do that. That doesn't seem too hard, but everything that you're covering is what builds that brand. And and it's, it's what builds the authenticity, which I think is really going to either stand out right now, as well as when we get on the other side of this, I keep telling all of our clients, you've got an opportunity right now to develop, to make sure that when you came out of the corporate world, meaning your office, you go back now that much stronger. And it's going to be interesting to see what happens. You think it, that it's going to be hard for some people? I do. And I, only, yeah. I, can, I can say this by fact because I've worked with individuals before who used to be in an environment that required a lot of in-person meetings and in the office. And then suddenly their job switched and they were put in a virtual environment. Well, then Jeffrey, they come to us and they say, I, I'm, I'm not in the groove. I don't interact with people every day. Now I'm saying, yes, you do. 
It's yeah. this is the same environment ties to everything we're talking here, where how you show up on that camera needs to be consistent with how you do it in person. Are there some things that are different? Yeah. And that's maybe where this fatigue wording is coming from. But you have an opportunity to really have influence consistently every day, no matter if it's an email, it's a social media post. The challenge is we don't do it consistently. And that's where we start messing with our brand and we start yeah. messing with the level of influence people really believe we have. Well, Stacy, the other thing I want to make mention, because I, you're saying something and I don't think everybody, I tell you what, I want to make that point right after this. I'm going to take a quick break and I'll okay. come right back. C-Suite Radio. All right, we're back live on LinkedIn and Facebook as we're broadcasting live with our live cast of All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett right here on C-Suite Radio. We're talking with Stacy Hankey, founder, owner of Stacy Hankey, Inc. We're talking about influence. So, when, so you're not saying, we were talking about before, you don't have to always be like cheery and rosy. I mean, because some days I'm not, okay? But, but I'm me and I'm cranky. I'm like tired and I'm cranky. And I, you know, if someone starts in on me, I might say something. But you know what? That's who I am. So I'm going to say that. But I always come back usually like after the meeting or during the meeting and I apologize for being that way because I didn't want yeah. I didn't have enough coffee or look, I've, I've dealt with this crap for so much. I'm tired of it. And so but I have a conversation and I think it's OK to be transparent that way, isn't it? Yes. I mean, that to me is being part of you. And one thing I always want to make clear to our clients is we're not here to change you. I don't want to change who you are. Yeah. It's yeah. making sure that we polish you that, though. And one way of doing that is where this consistency comes into play is your body language and your messaging, they always have to be consistent. Yeah. And that's, that's when we go in a little deeper level, Jeffrey, of how we define influence and how we t work with leaders to make sure that how you show up is just as powerful as you stay showed up and what you leave behind. And that's another piece that people have a struggle with because when we're in conversations, what are you thinking most about? You're not thinking about what your hands are doing. You're not thinking about what your eyes are doing. It's, I've got to get the message out. I got to get on to that next Zoom call, whatever it is. Well, take a step back and realize that with all the noise that's happening right now, what are you going to do to stand yeah. out? So your message is memorable long after that initial interaction. You just said something, and I want to talk back to this fatigue issue, because a lot of people are saying about this fatigue, they're so Zoom fatigue. Well, let me just Zoom fatigue. Let me tell you why it's caused by this. Your face is on that camera all the time. So you're, you're actually seeing yourself all the time. In, in the real world, okay, the non-livecast world, you don't see your face all the time. You don't see your hands. You don't care about your freaking background. Okay. So right. that fatigue is coming from a, a different way that you're now thrust into this world that you weren't used to before. That's my, at least that's my, my thought process on why everybody's experiencing this fatigue because they have to be on like they've never had to be on before. Now for guys and gals like yourself, we've always been doing this. We've been doing this for right. years. Right? right. So it's not a bad thing for us. We've, we've become accustomed to it. We know. And then I, you know, a lot of the stuff, I don't care. I don't care. My hands are like this. I don't care. You know, although sometimes I got to wear makeup because they tell me I have to wear makeup. But other than that, <laughs> little, you know, little shine, Jeffrey. Yeah. Everybody says that they, they always ask me if I like to take it off afterwards. I go, no, I'm looking great. Are you kidding right. me? This is awesome. Yeah. Strut that. <laughs> so we, we communicate in different ways with different people. Is there, is there a, a way to prepare for every communication that we have? Yeah. 
And, and it's really right now what we've been doing just to really be sensitive to whatever's going on in that person's life, because I don't know, yes. always start every interaction out with empathy. And the best way to do that is ask an open-ended question, figure out where in the world is that person sitting right then and there. So you can adapt, you can adjust, you can meet them where they're at. Yeah. And not only that, their answer to those open-ended questions, those are your tools to keep the conversation going forward. Here, here's a trigger. How many times have you asked someone how they're doing and they just open up the floodwaters? Well, yeah. well, that's triggering you that you need to socialize a little bit. You need to honor that. Eventually, you've got to take the, the lead there and, and come back to the conversation or flip side. You can tell when someone, they don't want to talk about the weather anymore. They're done with it. They don't want to talk about what's going on right now. That's how we adapt. But the best way to adapt is stop doing all the talking. Just let them talk because they're feeding you constantly how to adapt your message on the oh, fly. Yeah. Well, listen. And, and we know this, right? But we, I, yeah. I guarantee you, we don't do it. Yeah. Well, you know, and, and but we all make mistakes that way. I mean, sure. I say great, great. Inter- Somebody asked me about doing great interviews. They like the way I do interviews. And I said, mostly I let the other person talk. And it's yeah. easier, isn't it? It's a lot easier. It's a lot easier. Well, but I'm learning and that's what I like. I like to learn. You you do a lot in the mentoring side. So yeah. what advice would you give a young professional, you know, looking for a mentor right now? Because a lot of these young people can't go to work this summer. They're not going, they're not going to have jobs. They're just not mm-hmm. going to be like it was this year. It's really not. So how would you recommend to somebody that's maybe wants to do an internship? They want to do, they want to have a great boss or, you know, a couple of good leaders they can look up to. What, what advice would you give them? <laughs> when you set it up that way, sometimes that mentor is someone in their personal circle. It could be mm. someone in their personal life. It could be a friend, a past coworker. And the best advice I can give is take the two first steps and first ask for constructive feedback. I'm not talking though about good, nice job. You don't need to hear that because that's not going to get you anywhere in life. But when, if you could yeah. really ask, what, what is it about the way I show up? What is it about my interaction that I give you value or vice versa? What can I do differently to have more impact? Start there. Then you take it to the next step, exactly what we were talking about earlier, Jeffrey, and start recording yourself. Just start recording yourself. Do it on your phone. Watch it. Do those playbacks. And always be asking yourself when you're watching the playback, how did I feel during the conversation versus what reality states? If you could start those two things, and I I would guess everyone has someone in their personal life that can't wait to give them feedback. (laughs) Open up that floodwater because they'll tell you the truth. And and through that, you'll start to find your mentors. I mean, I, I think about my mentors are mentors that I pay to mentor me. And then right now, my husband is probably my biggest strong mentor because he doesn't sit far from me anymore. My sisters, <laughs> they're big mentors of me. Use the people around you because they're going to know you for you. They're going to know your natural style and your authenticity. Then from there, once you, you know, grow that mentorship, see where you are in your career if you need something bigger than that. That's awesome. Well, let's take a quick break and I want to come back and talk about Monday to Monday. I'm going to be right back after this message. C-Suite Radio. 
And we are back live on LinkedIn and Facebook as we're broadcasting. You get to see behind the scenes of all business with Jeffrey Hazlett as we're laying down the soundtrack for our podcast on C-Suite Radio. C-Suite Radio is the world's largest business podcast network with hundreds of shows. Just check out other shows, not just mine. Of course, I'd love to have you listen to mine and tell other friends about it. But don't forget to check out many other great podcasts. And we've got them from legal to cannabis to, to divorces to leadership, everything you could possibly think of. We've got right here on C-Suite Radio when we are growing. You know, right now we're in that hockey stick. Everybody talks about the hockey stick of growth. We're up here at the tip. I've always been the handle. So I'm really excited about with the growth that we're doing. And I'm talking with Stacey Hankey. She is the founder and owner of Stacey Hankey, Inc. She's a, a worldwide speaker, worked with so many different uh, clients over the years, Coca-Cola, FedEx, McDonald's, Nationwide, Boeing, Discover, Oracle. I mean, you talk about it. She is helping people and lead. And she's got a, brand, a new book out called Influence Redefined, Be the Leader You Were Meant to Be, Monday to Monday. What's Monday to Monday mean? It goes back to the consistency, Jeffrey. I mean, yeah. this whole thing of you, you, you can't, you cannot be influential if you're not consistent. It's similar to if you say, yeah, I'm going to start losing weight. I'm going to start working out. And you're like, no, you're oh. not. There's no way you're going to do that. But tonight <laughs> I'm going to put my shoes on. I'm going to go that's for a bullshit. On, right. Well, that's what I was <laughs> going to say, but I knew you'd fill in the gap. <laughs> that's my show. I can say it. <laughs> that's right. So that's the part of it. And the other part is truly how we define influence. And it's the body language and messaging. They need to always be consistent. Th think of an athlete. And how any athlete preps is how they'll perform on the big game. Now, that, that's yeah. not much different than our mentality is we are, we're athletes. The difference for us is every day is game day because everything you throw out there, every interaction is part of building your reputation. Yeah. The good news is I'm not asking people that two o'clock on Tuesday every day, carve out time to practice how you come across. No, no, you don't have time for that. Instead, every conversation your listeners have moving forward, think about it. Yeah. Think about your word choice. Think about, are you connecting? Are you having empathy? Or whatever it is that you want to improve. And if you think about one week, how often you could practice to be more influential, imagine what you could do with it. I got one last question for you. Uh, by the way, you want to get into the book and read about it. Talk about bad body language, how to, how to break these, snap out of these bad habits. And uh, man, we got them right now. I keep hearing everybody talking about watching Netflix all the time, watching this, watching, what do you guys do? Get off your butts and get something done. Go do something. I've actually lost weight during this entire thing. Yeah, like, in, yeah, let's get, get going. One last question. What influences the influencer? That's what I want to know. What keeps you motivated and engaged? Oh, it's, you know, right at this point, we're 18 years into this business. So at this point, it's the feedback we get from our clients. Mm. It's the, the emails, it's the comments, especially now. There's so many comments from people coming in, thanking us for our work or how they're applying it. That to me, that's what keeps me going every day. And by the way, don't forget, oh, oh I'll tell you what, I'm going to save my learning from that for my outtake. At the end of every show, I always talk about what I learned. I'm going to take that and add that to the end. Hey, Stacy, what a pleasure. And the author of the best-selling book, Influence Redefined, Be the Leader You Were Meant to Be, Monday to Monday. And we're talking with Stacey Hankey, H-A-N-K-E. Check it out. Check her out and come and see her. She's been part of our C-Suite Network since we began. And we just love having her being involved. And she is a superstar. And thank you for being right here on All Business with Jeffrey Hazel on C-Suite Radio. You're welcome. Thanks so much. Take care. Be well. And at the end of every show, I like to talk about what I learned. And I'm going to tell you what I learned the most during this show was about feedback. 
about getting feedback. One was listening, but two is feedback. I always love to get feedback from everyone, but you can't believe all the feedback. Now you got to take all that feedback and aggregate it. Don't forget, take the top, you know, 10%, toss it out. You know, people that think you're like your mom, your mom tells you you're great, but you can't believe her. Your mom, mom always thinks you're great no matter what you do. Okay. And then you've got your brother-in-law who thinks you're terrible. Right. And so you got to throw that out. All right. Get that. So you take the top, top 10%, the bottom 10%, throw that out. What's left in between. That's your real feedback. That's really what you're doing and how you're doing it. And that's what you need to improve on or work on or, or increase and add more scale to. There you go. That's what I learned right here on All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett. Don't forget, hey, tell your friends about C-Suite Network. We got hundreds of shows and we'd love to have more listeners. We got Rich Dad, Poor Dad. We've got Real Estate Rockstars and we got so many other great shows on customer service, on leadership, finance, law, legal, cannabis, and uh, even on divorces. So right here on C-Suite Radio, love to have you here. This is All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett. I thank you for listening. You're listening to All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett, brought to you by C-Suite Radio, a podcast network featuring today's top business experts and is part of the C-Suite Network, the world's most trusted network of C-Suite executives. Find this and other business podcasts on c-suiteradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.